Hey everyone, my name is Austin Schur with We Write About Music, and today I'm here with Paul Vicolo from True Enemy. Fresh off the release of his newest single, Midnight Train, we are absolutely thrilled to have him on today. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you Austin, it's good to be here. Glad to have you on the other side of the screen. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. You're welcome, thank you, appreciate it. Uh, so before we get, you know, fully into the music, I just got to say the song absolutely rocks. Um, I can't I can't tell you how many times I've listened so far just today. It's definitely high energy. So for those of you out there that are uh, into the hard rock scene, even if you're not, this is definitely the song for you. Awesome. That's awesome. That makes yeah. me feel great. That's, you know, it's been sitting on my computer for a few years. So it's uh, so awesome. I've heard. And I, that's kind of what I know want to know about. Um, so from what I understand, you were on a 10-year hiatus, but have decided to get back into things. What's the story there? Yeah, so um, True Enemy uh, originated as, as, as essentially a solo project and then um, got a band together back in the 2000s. And we played shows and um, eventually we're going to you know, put a record out but never got back to it. But I had pretty much, prior to even getting the band together, had written and recorded an album's worth of material. And uh, those were pretty, pretty good demos, you would say. <laughs> and, okay. um, you know, when COVID-19 hit and here in Michigan, we had some stay at home orders. Uh, I had some, I had Fridays off and extra time to kind of like, you know, maybe this is the time to kind of dig back in the archives and, and, and finish this project. So um, I think it was just the right time to kind of finally get back to it. Nice. And so, I mean, it sounds like you had a decent amount of demos sitting there. Yeah. What made you pick this one specifically? Uh, I've always, it's always been my favorite, actually. And, of course. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's one of the first songs I wrote. Uh, and and um, it was a, an idea uh, in my one of my, my first bands, my nephew, um, Nick Slayton, had tossed out the idea of a song called Midnight Train, which I guess is a cliche. There's probably a lot of songs called Midnight Train, but I... Uh, I, I kind of ran with this idea of what if it's like a dream chaser, you know, who, who chases true love in his dreams. And then um, I had watched the movie Somewhere in Time, the 1980 film Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour. And I've always liked that movie. But since I was a kid, I saw it on cable. And it's, it's, I mean, it is a love story and romance, but it's also was written by the guy who wrote Twilight Zone episodes. So it has like that kind of twisty bizarreness to it or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, so in some ways, the song is, uh, well, in many ways, the song the lyrics are inspired by that film. Um, so, um, and there's some nods in the lyrics, in the bridge, and in the single artwork as well. If you did look at some of the uh, elements on the train, there's some, some stuff there. So yeah, it's my favorite because it just, I, I love the hooks and the way it came out and the, the melody and the riffs. I like to play it. It was a, it was a song we always played live. It's like an opener. We're like a train sound effect and then we go into it and you know the drum intro always sounded cool it's a cool build up um but yeah it's i guess it's special to me because it feels tied into a movie i really enjoyed and yeah so that's awesome yeah after listening just for the first time i had kind of assumed that it would just be an instrumental but uh, then about like what a minute and a half in two minutes yeah. ago then the lyrics kick in i was like oh okay okay but right. i can imagine as an intro to a concert that'd be a pretty amazing song to start with yeah it's pretty cool kind of get people in the mood yeah totally we had like a, 
we had like it was like it was more like a freight train sound and then little nuggets of like you could hear all aboard from ozzy from crazy oh, of course other little like little nuggets in the background so that was kind of our intro sound effect music but uh yeah no it's it's, it's a cool cool opener and a jammer but yeah you know it's it uh, it does have a bit of an intro there and it's um that was great you know, that's great cool cool yeah conceptually you know it's supposed to feel like a train and sound like a train so right uh, so, so I don't want to jump too far into the future at this point, but since you've got the, you know, you're sitting on these demos, are there plans to, I mean, I guess, you know, release more of them in a more professional state? Totally. Uh, there's, so there's going to be seven songs total, an eight song LP. Nice. Uh, some of them are very close to being finished. Some of them are missing some elements. Uh, so we might have to re-record a couple of guitar tracks, uh, some vocal tracks. Um, but, uh, for the most part, they're like, you know, 80% of the way, uh, complete. Nice. And, uh, there should be another single coming out in like a month or so, and then maybe an EP and then the album. So, uh, awesome. Yeah. Are, are all the songs that are going to be released ones that you had recorded previously or anything that you've kind of been creating during, you know, this past year or so? It'll all be the stuff that was initiated back in the 2000s. Yeah. Nice. And, okay. Like I said, where there's like missing elements, we'll just, we'll t I actually have the same equipment and everything. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a hoarder, I guess. So I still have all That's the okay. same recording equipment. And uh, so one of the, I, one of the um, I guess, principles of this project was not to, um, not to re-record or change the sonics too much. So staying true to the original vibe of the recordings and whatnot. Sure. Hey, you know, recording equipment is expensive. So, you know, I don't blame you at all for using the old stuff. If it works, might as well just keep yeah. up with it. Exactly. I had to blow out a few pots with some compressed air, but we're good. We're yeah. Good. It's no worries. You got a lot of time to burn, so it's all good. Um, uh, what else has been keeping you busy? Has it mainly been music? What have you been up to over the past, I guess, year or so? Well, it's been interesting. So I, I do have a full-time job. I'm in, in, the, in the web and digital strategy. And uh, that's been interesting because we've had to adapt to just the new normal as everyone has. So we were uh, very busy uh, um, um, just adapting our work to oh, yeah. changing demands. But um, I also have a, a kindergartner at home. And um, so uh, stay at home has been interesting with both my, me and my wife working from home and having a son, uh, you know. Uh, Trying to figure that so out. It's, yeah, it's been a challenge. And then he started kindergarten and virtual kindergarten. So it's, it's been, there's no such thing as a routine, I guess, since about last March, since everything no. went down. So, but I don't think that's <laughs> any different than anyone else in the <laughs> yeah that's true but hey it keeps things interesting and uh you know for for better or worse i suppose um but all right so how to play drums so that's good well there you go how you said he's in kindergarten yeah, yeah nice um so are you trying to model your sound after inspirations or are you trying to create something uh completely new and original interesting uh the music I would say is, I, you know, I'm a big, I was a big, still am a fan, but when I wrote and conceived these songs, really heavy into like Megadeth, Metallica, sure. Anthrax, and not necessarily all the, I love all their music, but not like the thrashy, like early stuff, mm -hmm. um, the more, I guess, um, 90s, uh, a little more simplified song structure with the tightness, the technical prowess of those bands I've always been enamored with. And so um, 
uh, I guess if you want to say model, just that that tightness, the riff, the riff-based songs, the the melodies, the the heaviness. Uh, so it's kind of modeled after that, I guess. Sure. So, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, a lot of the music that we cover is not always hard rock or metal, I suppose, but we cover all music. So in order to kind of introduce listeners to the genre, what are some must-listen albums that you feel are the most, like, introductory, uh, you know, to kind of get into it? Oh, man. Well, geez. Tough question. Take your time. I understand there's (laughs) a lot out there. Well, I mean, I think if you're talking about Megadeth, like at the pinnacle, I guess would be the Rust in Peace uh, album from 19, uh, I hope I get this right, 90. Um, you know, Metallica, you have Master of Puppets from 1986. And Anthrax, you have Among the Living from 87, but also um, Persistence of Time from 1990 is really good. But there's so many. I mean, uh, gosh, Megadeth, Countdown Extinction. Everyone's probably heard the Metallica Black album, Justice for All. Mm-hmm. but um yeah just the there's so many good songs there there's so much technical precision good songwriting great song structure just all around great musicians too just all right around. so um are there any current day bands that you've kept up with that are kind of doing things right within the genre uh well you know i kind of you know when i wrote and could see these songs i was pretty much you know hard rock metal that's all i listened to right but sure. uh you know, the Beatles, uh, one album came out around, I think it was 2000 or whatnot, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of broadened, you know, I, I was obviously getting older too, but um, broadened my uh, taste in music and I kind of got into the Beatles and Paul McCartney and everything that just took me down uh, wormholes of new music. Um, so I pretty much listened to everything. In terms of the genre, I mean, I really like Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah. I really like uh, a lot of their music and I can tell, you know, well, I can hear, I hear a lot of the, uh, I hear uh, Metallica and other bands in their sound, but they're, they're great. I saw them actually live at Comerica uh, uh, Park here in Detroit a few years ago with Metallica. And that was a great show. So That's awesome. Well, you know, I, if I could actually recommend you a band to check out, like based off of what you kind of just listed, um, there's a band, they have a ridiculous name, but their name is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Are you, are you familiar with them? Okay. They're this Australian kind of like psychedelic rock band, but every album that they put out is a concept. So they'll try one genre. They'll kind of hop to another one. But in the past three years, they put out two metal albums that are like perfect thrash, very Metallica-esque. Okay. First one is called Murder of the Universe. Highly recommend. It's like a metally kind of spoken word it's awesome but cool. the one that i think that you'd probably like better uh, is one that they put out i think in 2019 called infest the rat's nest okay. it's the closest thing to metallica but with like a new age spin to it okay, uh, cool. it it definitely uh, reminded me of midnight train i think that you'd like it a lot so right, cool. if you get the chance and you're feeling like you want to rock out for a bit right, definitely, right. Uh, <laughs> definitely check it out i will check it out thanks for the uh, tip yeah of course um so i'm kind of moving away from that though uh things that you've made in the past uh, is there any chance that we'll see that they'll see the light of day on streaming services or even a physical release Oh, right. uh, well, I, are you talking about the, the true enemy stuff that I'm still finishing? You mean other stuff that I've worked on in the past? And any other stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, the true enemy, yeah, that, that stuff, uh, 
there'll be another single EP and an album that'll all be coming out this year. Um, um, and then um, that's kind of that's kind of uh, that. I want to kind of bring that project to completion. And then there's almost a sophomore's sophomore record worth of material that oh, okay. uh, could be another True Enemy album or um, you know probably pick and choose from um, that what um, you know what would be the um, what whether that be like solo material or another True Enemy album. So I'm, I'm working with um, so the one piece I left out is, is um, when kind of dug into the archives back in April I had uh, off and on been reaching out to um, a producer engineer here in Canton, Michigan, Chuck Alcazian, mm -hmm. um, um, over the years kind of saying, hey, I've got these songs, I'd like to finish them, but you know, the timing was never right. And then sure. when, when uh, COVID happened back in the spring, that was like, oh, hey, Chuck, is this a good time? Yeah, so everything worked <laughs> out great. It's great so, time. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we were really able to get everything uh, Kind of mixed remotely and some uh, some in-person session stuff too but uh it was really opportune time he's been great to work with he's at pearl sound studios in, in canton michigan um and uh so yeah him and i kind of um we'll be working to to um, wrap up the rest of the songs and uh and then once this i guess i'm trying not to look too far past this current project because it's <laughs> that's a lot of course to, not yeah but uh there is other material there um to uh, revisit and either release under True Enemy or solo material. I mean, I even have, I even have like silly stuff. Oh, not necessarily silly, but a little different. Like I have a kid's Halloween song I'd like to release at some point. That's awesome. Song. So yeah, that would be more like licensing kind of stuff, you know, to pursue. That would be cool. I hope that sees the light of day. I mean, yeah. why not? Sure. I, I just feel like so many musicians have been holed up, not necessarily, you know, playing shows and so yeah you get creative and you got to make things up so i'd hope that there's going to be uh, a whole string of releases that come out soon yeah totally totally i did uh, a lot of streaming myself over the summer on it was more like practicing being in front of an audience again because i kind of you know i yeah. i still played but i hadn't i hadn't played out in a long time so once i was getting back into it i would do like just regular uh streaming jams with you know my whole facebook uh friend community and kind of get get the uh, nerves built up again and all that so yeah seriously though um besides kind of like the you know i suppose the fun stuff have are you ever just like sitting there like screwing around and you know do you do you like demos on your phone or like sing something in there or you know yeah just like actually, ideas for the future i actually have a lot of demos i've done since i've had an iphone and garage band and all that because mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier i mean the quality is really good because of the microphones but it just makes it easier, you know. Um, I think one of the reasons I never really finished uh, these songs back in the day, it's just a lot to try and record. It's a lot to be a performer and a songwriter and an engineer at the same time. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, it's nice to just set up a phone and strum the guitar and, and, and capture some melodies and not get too deep into it and just kind of leave it there as an idea. So, I do do a lot of that actually. All right. What kind of programs do you use to like mix and master and produce? Uh, I just, I, I kind of keep it simple. Um, I use uh, Adobe Audition. And I, nice. I first started out with that when it was Cool Edit Pro way back in the day. And <laughs> I think Adobe bought it and relabeled it, uh, rebranded it Audition. But I still use that. Um, although I probably might graduate to Pro Tools at some point. Well, who knows? Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's like but, learning a new language. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is anyone can be an artist these days, which is great. You know, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad out there, but half the battle is learning how to use, you know, Ableton or, or Pro Tools or something like right. that and yeah. just kind of figure it out. But I mean, it looks like you got a pretty sweet studio behind you. It is fun. <laughs> I got to yeah. say. It's like, it, it's like my creative space, but now it's become my home office slash everything. But uh, mm. it's fun to come by down here, um, you know, once everyone's in bed. And uh, that's where I was doing my streaming with my Facebook sure. friends over the summer. And um, yeah, you can kind of get a mood going. I got the ceiling lights on, so it's super bright now, but I usually keep it a little dimmer. So it's a little, you know, a little less, uh, I don't know, harsh or whatever. But yeah, sure. no, it's, a, it's a cool... It's my it's my retreat, I guess. This, this That's awesome. Right now you got to have your own space, so I completely understand. Um, what are some goals that you're setting for yourself for 2021, musical or not? Uh, okay. Well, musical is to to bring this project to completion. I'm trying mm-hmm. not to look too far past that. Um, kind of taking it single by single, song by song. Yeah. And. Um, really important to me to get that wrapped up this year and bring it to um, completion and, and bring it to the world. So, um, and then uh, personally, uh, getting healthier, <laughs> my exercise, <laughs> exercise and diet has probably taken a big hit since, you know, it always happens when it gets cold out and everything, but I really want sure. to uh, kind of uh, get into an exercise routine. So nice. Well, hopefully it starts warming up over there so you can get out and do something. Right. I feel ya. Uh, let's see here. So uh, I want to start wrapping things up because uh, it's been great talking to you, but what is a message that you would like to pass off to the listeners? Anyone that might be watching this right now who's, who's not heard of you or is looking to find new artists, uh, what would you like to say to them? Oh, goodness. Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I would say to, to always keep your keep your mind open, keep your ears open. There's always something new to hear or a story to be told. Mm-hmm. Um, and and personally, with regard to this project, you know, just in general, never give up on your your dreams. There's always, you know, it might not be next week, it might not be next year, it could be ten years. <laughs> but if right. you kind of, uh, you know, if it's something's that important to you and you stick with it, uh, I think things eventually work out. So. Nice. I think that's a great answer. All right. Uh, Paul, it's been awesome talking to you. Uh, For everyone else, Midnight Train is, it's streaming everywhere, I assume. Yes, it Uh, is. So you can get on it, listen to it, follow along and uh, look out for more. I assume there'll be more coming in uh, in the next months. Yeah, hopefully uh, end of February and in March sometime. Perfect. Really looking forward to it. Uh, Thank you so much again for taking the time out of your day to speak. You're welcome. Thank you, Austin. Yeah, no problem at all. Take care. Have a great rest of your night. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.